Hello everybody, it's Brian Ford with Self-Improvement Daily. Take ownership of your personal development, one tip at a time. Time for another interview. It's a self-improvement sit-down. I think these conversations are a nice complement to the daily bite-sized tips. We can go into deeper detail on subjects that require it. And that's particularly true with today's conversation. It takes some effort to understand and it's really abstract, but it's something that is so important for all of us to understand. Are you curious to learn how to create the life you've always wanted? Well, let's get into it. Self-improvement sit down number five with Danielle Grant. And we are live. I'm super grateful to have today's guest. Today I'm joined by Danielle Grant. She is your mindset mentor who helps people work through their setbacks and the barriers they have created in their mind for their careers, relationships, finances, health, anything really. She has a great offering of courses and workshops, a vibrant Facebook group that is full of individuals who are all motivated to take control of their mindset, and has an interview series called Inspirational Interviews. Most importantly, Danielle is a humble, down-to-earth, and practical human being that has a great energy to her, and I have no doubt that you'll realize that for yourself today. But let's do it. I'm really excited for it. Danielle, thanks for spending some time with us today. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. Okay. So you are Miss Mindset. And I know that that's kind of a buzzword right now. You know, everyone's hashtagging mindset. They're all over the place when it comes to mindset, but you've taken the time to understand it on a deeper level and kind of really the the deliverable of it, not just the buzz of it, but the real practical application. So when you're introducing this idea of creating a new mindset to your clients, to your community, you know, whoever it might be, Um, How do you usually describe it and what's the value to really owning your mindset? That is a really great question, Brian. And how I explain it to people when when they're first introduced to the concept of mindset, exactly to your point, most people don't understand it. And so I help people understand that all of our thoughts and our ideas and our actions all come from really four different places, but are actually three different places that we live from. And a lot of people are starting to get exposed to these terms as well, like you said about mindset. And that is the ego mind, the subconscious mind, and the conscious mind. And when I explain to people how all of these thoughts come to play in your life and what thoughts live in the ego, what thoughts live in the subconscious, what thoughts live in the conscious mind, they're able to start to see why their life has taken shape or why the experiences in their life have happened due to the experiences and thoughts that they've created within each one of those mindsets. Okay. Can you, can you briefly kind of mention what each one of those three elements does then specifically? Yeah. So the ego mind is the mind that's created in the, in the physical form. So we, it's influenced by outside opinions, television, teachers, parents, and it's kind of our human mind. It's the, the mind that's always engaging within our day-to-day life. Then we have the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind acts like a recorder. And so everything that you've learned in your whole entire life comes through the ego mind, the ego perception into the subconscious mind. And it starts to rewrite your beliefs and these thought patterns that you've been, people have been projecting on you and they live in that place. And every time you experience something in life, the ego automatically goes to the subconscious mind to pull out a previous experience that you had so that it can tell you how you should feel, how you should think, if you should move forward. Mm. Yeah. To your point of, hmm, a lot of people, when they hear about the subconscious mind, that's a big, light bulb moment for them to be like, oh, 
there's the thing that keeps allowing me to play all of my past beliefs or past experiences or past things that other people told me I should be or act like. Yeah, that's like a, having a certain predisposition. You know, like you've, you've been playing, like you said, it's almost like a tape recorder. Like you just have this script that goes on in your mind that you pull from when you're making like real time decisions in that ego, physical mind, your subconscious, like, oh, let me flood you with these ideas. And, and I guess that's kind of the real value in having the mindset of a, a controlled subconscious because you can then control your physical ego mind. Uh, it's kind of the way that I um, understood that. Okay, and then last, conscious. What does our conscious do in this whole puzzle piece of our, of our mindset? So the conscious piece is basically your true essence of who you are. And it's the, that intuitive thought that you get to go do something or that feeling like something isn't right or you shouldn't go there. That's your conscious mind speaking. That's your higher self speaking to you in the form of thoughts and ideas that are typically going to push you into a place that you want to be in. They're, they're driving you towards the, the direction of your goals and your dreams. So that is your conscious mind. And most people are not awakened to their conscious mind or that they have a conscious mind. Okay. All right. So that so that's kind of like the ideal situation. And then you have your ego and subconscious mind that work under to hopefully manifest toward your conscious mind. But it sounds like people can't really access the conscious mind. So, so boom, uh, I'm curious to learn more about that. Uh, how do you begin accessing your conscious mind? What exercises, what ideas, tips, techniques do you kind of have for people to gain clarity on that? The biggest exercise I can give people, and most people kind of laugh at me when I say this, is actually journaling. Mm. And the reason why journaling is because journaling offers you the ability to have a conversation with yourself, which is your conscious mind. And so when you can sit down and ask questions through a journal process of where did that thought come from? Why do I believe this to be true about my life? Why do I keep doing this same thing over and over that's getting me a negative result. When you ask those questions and then you take pen to paper through a a journal, which really just means writing things down in a book, again, for you to see, you're able to then allow that intuitive thought that comes in of like, where did you get that idea? Or why do you believe to be that true? And that answer is coming from your conscious mind. That's a great point. And I'm actually a huge advocate for that. I mean, just the way that you described, write something down how valuable that is because, you know, as we're talking about the ego and subconscious mind, I mean, they really need something tangible to grab onto. So giving, giving the time and kind of the experience of writing something down uh, is almost the, the extra element that is required to be interpreted by the ego and the subconscious. And, and that's something, I mean, you're kind of talking about like ask why, 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 and putting that on paper, because then your rational mind can then justify all the things that you're looking toward doing or trying to kind of reach into and it almost brings all that information into a more you know ego or subconscious mind state so that's a that's a huge um yeah that's a huge takeaway already i love it awesome okay and kind of when i'm thinking about mindset you know i'm thinking about um you know how how we can create our own reality with our mindset and something that again is a buzzword but kind of the abundance of mindset um and and really trying to choose some of the things that you want in your life um, and, and, you know, something I believe is that the two strongest words in the English language are I am because what follows immediately after that creates your reality. You know, your perception is kind of what you feed yourself with and, and we can really use that. And I think that within our mindset, we have this huge opportunity to create that for ourselves. But I mean, can you can you maybe elaborate a little bit more on what an abundance mindset is and, and when that can be helpful or beneficial in our lives? Well, for sure. I think it's important to identify what is an abundance mindset because 
most people, especially since The Secret and The Power of Now and all these amazing books have been released, people think an abundance mindset of financial and money. But really abundance mindset is meaning everything in your life. I have an abundance of love. I have an abundance of faith. I have an abundance. But what does an abundance mean? So like, you know, if you have an abundance of something, it kind of, what, what does that mean? It means that you have a constant, f- it, you, you have a constant flow of one particular thing continuously flowing into your life always. Okay. So happiness okay. or flow or joy or finances, but it's always a, fl- a continuous stream of flow of that abundance. So it's like you can't, like whatever asset that is, it cannot be saturated. You know, you, as yes. much as you take in, there's always going to be more to take up is kind of the thought there. Yeah, absolutely. And when we talk about it okay. in the form of manifesting it into our life, the, we are the ones that cause it to no longer become an abundance. We're the one that put the, the block in the stream of abundance towards us. Mm. Interesting. Cool. All right. Well, and moving on from that, and you've probably noticed because this, this segues into um, a really interesting thing that I want to tap into, but you've probably noticed that I'm a, a consistent consumer of your content. Yeah. And lately you've been, yeah, and I love it, but you've been much more outspoken about the law of attraction, which I feel like really ties into this concept of cultivating abundance. And just to kind of quickly explain, I guess, in the terms that I understand, because the technical components are still new to me, and I know that you get those. So we'll get into a little bit of them. But uh, I understand the law of attraction kind of as a force in the universe that pre- that provides you with with what you project out toward it. So meaning if you choose positivity, then more positivity will come to you. You know, if you if you want to get into a new industry or career, then you almost will find opportunities unexpectedly, like you build them into existence. You know, like there's this kind of energy of you putting yourself out there, universe listens and you receive from that. Um, and, and I've been really looking forward to kind of tapping in a layer deeper with you because you have done the research and you have read the books. Um, so I'd love kind of to have you explain your understanding of the law of attraction and maybe touch on some of those more technical components too, if uh, you don't mind. Absolutely. This is something I love to talk about. As you mentioned, I have done a lot of research in it, but this is also something I play within my life all the time. So I'm also a very true practitioner of this. Beautiful. So this is how law of attraction works. When we talk about being able to call things into our life on a positive or negative perspective, and we talk about there's universal energies around us. The reality of it is, is in order for all the universal energies around us to exist, which people like Dr. Joe Dispacenza talks about, is everything vibrates at an energy and everything vibrates at a frequency through energy. And so whenever we're talking about calling negative things into our life, our physical being is vibrating at a certain frequency that we would consider low vibration. And when we are at a low vibration, our body becomes a magnet to experiences because the universe is always bringing things back to us. And so if our body's vibrating at a negative vibration and frequency, we are continuously living in an environment that reflects back to us negative experiences because that's where we're vibrating. When you see people who are very positive, they're constantly have you know that, that life where everything's working out for them, they're vibrating at such a high frequency that the universal energies that are out there have no choice but to bring back to them things are of that nature, which are of abundance and happiness and joy and love, which are the highest things on the vibrational scale. So every day our body is like a magnet and we're always attracting through our vibration 
what it is that we believe to be true about ourselves. Mm. If we believe that we can manifest all the money that we desire, we believe it's already in our bank account, we believe that we have that dream career, we believe that we have that body, and we fully believe that we, we have that before we do, we naturally raise our vibration that our body vibrates at, and the universe will bring that back to us in, in this universal form that nobody can see. And this is where a lot of people get hung up on law of attraction is because they give up before they can see it because there's a certain time period that has to happen where your body goes from being low vibration to being the vibration of the thing that you desire. There's a time period within there that the, the universal energies have to respond to and you have to get your vibration up to that level. And that's the period where most people give up with law of attraction. I love that you touched on that. I love I love first kind of that the law of attraction is something that a lot of people give up on because as you mentioned, it is it is something that cannot be perceived. And the way that I like thinking about it, and this is only a recent kind of discovery on my end, but I realize that in being human that we have our own limitations and that we have to respect our evolutionary history of what got human beings to the point today where we were optimized for the you know survival of the fittest and the natural selection that we experienced. So we have these ingrained predispositions that present themselves all, you know, in all different places of our life. You know, think of cognitive biases and defense mechanisms. Those are all part of our evolutionary history also. But what's interesting specifically about the law of attraction is we cannot perceive it because that was not something that was required in our evolutionary history to be optimized for survival. And, and that's why, like you use the word vibrations. And I'm so fascinated that that is the word, that vibrations is the word because, and this is something Simon Sinek says actually in um, his Power of Why talk, the, the really famous TED talk, is that humans can't articulate everything that they're feeling. You know, with Power of Why, you have this internal feeling, this instinct, and you can't really say what that is because you can't access it verbatim. But you just describe it as like, oh, it feels wrong or it feels right. And that's kind of how you can communicate about instinct. And when it comes to law of attraction, this is this power that we don't have access to, that we can't perceive with our normal senses. So the word that we use is vibrations, you know, because that's something that just seems most in line with the, the concept you're trying to describe. And I think it's so interesting that we're choosing that word. But, but so with these vibrations, it sounds like it's a give and take. And there's this investment period between the two, as you're describing, which means that you need to put it out and then be ready to receive it when it's ready to match with you. So could you talk about kind of how to optimize on both sides of that equation? So first on the put it out, you know, how do you raise your vibrational energy? What are the different things you can do to raise your vibrational energy? Really great question. Before we dive into that, I just want to point out about the natural selection and, you know, this original mindset that you were talking about previously, that all lives in the ego mind for people that are wondering where that lives mm. in terms of mindset that is all living in your ego mind okay and that makes sense that makes sense because you're talking about like the physical mind being the ego mind and how that's just kind of our natural genetics and predispositions you know that's just almost using the body as a tool and that's its default state is to revert to that tool and then your subconscious and conscious come in under that to maybe make corrections at it so cool good clarification exactly yeah so with this when we talk about vibration it to your point, like we as, as humans, as physical people associate vibration to this non-physical thing. But if you do some more research and learning on the cosmos and the universe and all of that greatness that's out there, that also all vibrates at a vibration and frequency. And that's where we pull that concept into our reality. Because if the universe is vibrating on something and we're trying to tap into a non-physical universal energy, then we have to talk vibration and frequency. And that's where that came from. So when people are needing to raise their vibration, 
it's really, it's done very simply and people overcomplicate this all the time. It's done again by affirmations, by journaling and by meditation. And by the fourth thing is by the words that you use to speak. Every time Mm. you use a word, it is supercharged with an experience because when you speak, it's, this is the easiest way to explain it for people, for people to understand when you speak, it's a vibration. It's a frequency, right? Music is speaking is we know that to be true. So when you say something positive or negative out of your mouth, you're literally saying that vibration out and the universe is going to match it back to you instantly. So Mm. if it's the negative, like my life is too hard, nothing ever works for me. Well, guess what's going to happen? The universe is going to bring that back to you. If it's my life is full of abundance and I'm constantly receiving good things in my life, that's what you're going to receive back. So it's, it's getting, watching what your words, writing down the th- the limiting beliefs that you don't have to be true and then deciding what you want to be more true, which is obviously going to be a positive supporting thought. Affirmations, I am worthy, I am loved, I'm abundant, I'm expectant of miracles. Those are all high vibrational words and sentences that attract these experiences back to you because everything is e- energy Everything is a magnet back to us. Mm -hmm. Everything is law of attraction. Hmm. I mean, exactly kind of like how close do you believe that these matches need to be? You know, is it, is it something, you know, and talk about raising a vibrational energy specifically with affirmations and I am statements. You know, if you say I am positive or I am, uh, I am bringing, you know, I, I am healthy. You know, those are two very specific kind of components in your life. Does that mean when you put that vibrational energy out, it only applies to that specific affirmation? Or is it just kind of like a general tide raiser that brings abundance in all areas rather than it being targeted and specific in one place? When you're first starting out, it starts with individual sections of your life only because we're always trying to prove something to us in, you know, like this one part of our life. But the reality of it is, is when you start to raise your vibration frequency enough and continuously enough you're vibrating at such a consistent place that everything in your life is working. And we see people like that. A lot of us have people like that in our life where it's like everything in their life is working. They have all the money, they have the life, they have the career, they have the the relationships, everything is working. Those people have worked on their vibration enough that they are constantly at a higher place than most people, where most people haven't really been exposed to it. They've never really worked on their vibration. And so it's a process and it is... Mm. It, to, to your question of how precise does it have to be, it has to be precise. If your frequency and your vibration and your belief do not actually believe that it can happen for you and that what you're speaking can become your reality, you're out of alignment the littlest bit, you're off the frequency, it will not manifest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to kind of picture this in my mind and that's interesting because I, I I want to explore this for myself because the way that I'm thinking about vibrations, you know, it's kind of like a sine wave, something that has peaks and troughs and, and kind of the way that this alignment works is maybe the crests align with each other. You know, they, they match. And, mm-hmm. and that's why when you have a higher frequency, you have crests more often. That's kind of the nature of having a higher frequency. So I'm wondering if when you're buzzing at this higher frequency, that maybe you give yourself more opportunities for those crests to align. And that's when the opportunity is ready to be received is when you have crests that aligned. Like I said, it might be the tide that rises all ships in that you can then you can then tap into other frequencies that might not be vibrating at the exact same frequency, but every once in a while, the crests do align. And that's kind of the alignment that we're looking for. So I like how you kind of touched on to start. It needs to be precise because when this is all starting, 
there, there is so much to it and it's so complicated and there's this necessary investment period to get everything lined up and perfect and ready for action. But then as you get more comfortable with it and you put many, many, many vibrations out, then you almost start to have this casual matching of things that you didn't necessarily expect where your high vibrational energy is then maybe matching a different vibrational energy, but it also has a crest at the same time. Did that kind of make sense how I describe that? I, that's just a mental model of it that I just came up with and I'm not sure exactly if that's accurate. Yeah, that's what, how you described it is exactly how, how it is. And the thing that keeps you up near the crest are the belief. Okay. When you dip down in the belief of this non-physical thing that you're believing in, which is the universal energies, that's any that's lack and lack brings your vibration down so you might be doing all the affirmations you might be doing all the journaling and you're like why is this not working for me there's still a part of you that doesn't believe that it can happen because your ego hasn't seen it in the physical and so it's telling you and your subconscious that it can't be so it's your belief that keeps you up high on that crest which allows it to manifest hmm and so that belief is the receiving end it sounds like yes. so is so okay so let, let's jump into the receiving end what else what else is there to it other than the belief or is that kind of the, the core of it that that is the core of it and this is where most people again get hung up after not seeing it you can't you can't worry about it you can't doubt it you can't have any fear around it not manifesting you can't look at so say you're trying to manifest money into your life and you're looking at the fact that you don't have money but you're doing all the affirmations you're trying to raise your vibration around it but you keep looking at your bank account going, but it's not in there. That is a low vibration. That's lack of, that's a lack of belief. That's going to take you down, take you down in your vibration. So it, it's, it's solely the belief and trust that whatever you're asking for, and if you fully believe that it can be yours, the universe will give it to you. If you fully believe it can be yours, but you have a little bit of doubt, you're not matching that frequency. And that's okay. That is why one of the techniques that I've heard is to say things in present terms because then mm -hmm. you're vibrating as like, oh, this has happened and that creates the vibrational energy that matches what you're trying to achieve rather than, yeah, okay, so then the belief is consistent throughout everything you're doing, not just an aspirational belief, but also like, a, oh, no, I currently have this so that it can manifest and align. Yes, Vib vibration is emotion and, and energy, emotion is energy and motion. And it's the, it's the emotion that creates the raise in your vibration. So when you inside feel like I have $10,000 and, and you don't, but you feel like you actually have that money exactly to your point, like I have $10,000 in my bank account and you feel like you actually have it, that is what's raising your vibration. It's not just thinking about it. It's the emotion inside of feeling like it's already done. The havingness of it is what's going to raise your vibration. That is trippy, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Now let, let's go a step further. So let's say that you have your alignment. You put out the vibrational energy in the correct ways. The universe matched it. It's now manifesting in your life. What needs to happen in order for those actual results to be produced? Because you said that there's this investment period of, you know, for things to match where you have to have this belief. But now at the end of that, when there has been this alignment, what is the process like then? You know, are we required to then take action on something? Is it just going to happen without any effort? You know, like where do we find ourselves at the end of this alignment matching? Yeah, so everything is is action. That's a missed, what's the word I'm looking for? Misunderstanding. <laughs> Misunderstanding uh, that people have of law of attraction is that 
you don't just think of it and it happens. You have to put action into it. Okay. Your words and your beliefs have to reflect it. So there always has to be some sort of action. It's, if you want to have a new job and you're trying to use law of attraction and you're sitting at home, not doing anything, just saying, I want a new job, I want a new job. Very rarely is it going to be able to become a match to you because you don't believe it. You're not living like you already have it. If you get up every day and you just start searching job boards, you maybe start reading some books about how to like brush up on a skill or even write down on a piece of paper or in your journal the kind of new job you want and the kind of qualities you want to have, that is enough action to identify to yourself that you're t- you're doing something about it. That is raising your frequency because you're actually engaging in an activity that's allowing you inside to feel like you are making forward momentum on that thing you desire. Again, that allows you to raise your vibration. It becomes easier for the universe to then slowly match that desire. And it could be in the form of sending someone sending you an email saying, hey, there's this new job opportunity I thought you might be interested. And you're sitting there going, oh my God, how crazy. I just was thinking about how I want a new job. (laughs) I started looking on job boards. What's going on? It's because you put action into looking into that. That was enough to raise your vibration to that first peak point of what you're talking about in law of attraction and vibration and frequency. And you matched it. And that's the first doorway that you need to go down. Wow. Yeah. And okay. So this kind of kind of opened my mind to something that happened to me. So my, my TEDx talk was do it for the story and do it for the story by nature is all about putting yourself out there without expectations of what's going to happen. But the very act of entering that with the intention of, okay, let's see what happens almost puts out this energy that lets the universe match it being like, all right, here are all the things that can happen. And that's the second part to do it for the story is, okay, so you have these opportunities in front of you. Now you need to take action on those opportunities. And that's where do it for the story really worked for me is I started fostering this mindset of, all right, I'm in these situations. And when these things come up, I am more likely and I want to take action on it because that's the very part of it. I'm not just going to say like, oh, this could have happened. Like I'm doing it for the story. I'm trying to take action. I'm trying to have the story roll out. So it's interesting that you're talking about first, you have to attract the opportunity, which is kind of the matching of the vibrational energies. And then you also need to take action on that alignment because that's when something's actually going to cause a change. So I just made that kind of connection with do it for the story and how, you know, the law of attraction, I guess, has been has been pumping along and on the back burners my entire life. And, you know, you don't even realize. And again, it kind of goes back to that sensory deprivation of not really knowing how to perceive this thing and just trusting that it's happening in the background. Um, and, And okay, so now let's go a different angle. So the placebo effect. Do you think the law of attraction plays any kind of role in the placebo effect? Because fundamentally, that's you willing something or expecting something to happen. And then the universe being like, oh, okay, you want this to happen. And then you taking action saying, yeah, that's why I'm doing this. I want it to happen. And then maybe there's a match. You know, have you thought about that before? Absolutely. It's the essence of the law of attraction. The the placebo effect is the essence of law of attraction because the law of attraction is a natural law of the universe which means everything has ebb and flow, everything has up and down, everything has an opposite reaction of what it is that you believe and everything has the same reaction of what you believe. To what you were saying about your TEDx talk and you know, do it for the story, every single thing in your life is law of attraction. It's just that we haven't really been exposed to it up until really the last decade. Every single thing in your life has been law of attraction. Hmm. And that's fascinating. It is very fascinating. And we're here to evolve and expand as, you know, spiritual beings having a human experience. Everything that comes to you 
is given to you to, for you to decide, are you going to say yes? Or are you going to say no? And lots of times people that are looking for a change in their life that maybe don't know about law of attraction or do are in such a low vibrational state that when the universe sends them something that would allow them to change where they are, they're so low vibration that they, they don't even miss the signal. They don't even get the opportunity because it's not there, but it's always being, it's always trying to come to us because it just depends on where we are vibrationally. You are someone who did enough things in your lifetime that allowed you to uh, subconsciously, you probably didn't even know, raise your vibration enough to the point that the universe said, it's, you know, we're going to send him this opportunity. And if, if his vibrational match is a free, a match with it, he's going to take it. You did enough stuff to get there that then you got to take it and look at where it sent you in your life. Yeah. And I think, I mean, for me, because you're right, this kind of happened without awareness. And and that's kind of what you touched on first is people who aren't on and not aware of the law of attraction, they have this low vibrational energy, then they're not even going to notice that these opportunities are presenting themselves. But I, I think for me, at least the reason that a lot of great things have happened in my life is because I live with good intentions. And I feel like the intentions that you have put out vibrational energies completely unconsciously. So, so maybe that kind of can be, uh, I guess, I can attribute some of the things that have happened to just having good intentions. So, and, and then this is kind of actually what I was going to go to next, which is funny that we got there anyway, but a con artist, let's say someone has bad intentions and they're reaping benefits from other people. What does the law of attraction do to someone who is doing things for the wrong reason? Is there some kind of karma built into this? That's a loaded question. <laughs> That's a loaded question. Only because when we talk about people who do bad things in our mindsets, we just think that people, you know, they do bad things and they're terrible people. But on a, on a deeper level, we're all here for a purpose and for a reason. And some people have to have a purpose and a reason to be con artists and to be bad people. And to your point of karma, the reason why they are living to be those people in our physical life is because they have bad karma or bad previous life experiences that they haven't healed for themselves. And so they're living it out today in this lifetime. And so when we talk about law of attraction and vibration with people who are like that, that is their purpose of this lifetime is to live in a low vibrational state to offer our, us that contrast, that ebb and flow, that opposite of what would be normal life, because otherwise we wouldn't have a society that would flow properly. Hmm. And then that goes back to the distinction between the ego, subconscious, and conscious mind, where these negative experiences pump, you know, let's say a con artist again, pump these experiences in the subconscious mind of the con artist that then affect the ego physical mind in the way that they behave and kind of comport themselves, which is almost a self-sustaining cycle. And once you address that subconscious mind, that's when the real change can happen in terms of the way that they manifest in the ego mind interesting yeah so they have no okay. they have no awareness of their conscious mind right okay and it's just it's kind of playing yeah it's just playing in the background and it's affecting them they have no idea why okay all right so wow law of attraction <laughs> there's so much more to tap into um but i think I, all right i think we can come full circle a little bit because the law of attraction is important to think about within mindset because your mindset controls the message that you put out. And then that message is received and operated with this force called the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess, I guess kind of let's, let's finish with one takeaway here, which is 
if you're thinking about the law of attraction and mindset and just the the message that was shared today, what's kind of the one core takeaway that people can leave with this understanding a little bit more about what's happening that they may or may not know about in their minds? There's going to be a longer gestational period, so growth or birth period for the thing that you desire, then you could probably wrap your head around. And that's the time period that people have to just keep believing when they don't see the thing that they want to manifest in their life happening. It's happening. If you are putting in the work and you're believing that it can be, and you just keep doing it, it's happening, even if you can't see it. And that's really what I want people to take away because people honestly give up one step before it can happen because they they wanted it to happen and for two years they didn't see any sign of it and then boom one day it happens that two-year time period is where people have to get comfortable am i saying everything takes two years absolutely not but every single thing for the most part has to wait for your vibration to catch up and it depends on how fast you can make that happen and just not to give up on yourself, even when it doesn't look like it's happening, to just keep believing and to keep affirming it and to keep getting centered to that emotion of it already be becoming an already havingness of your life. Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna give up on your own self and your own manifestation. I love that. You're talking about people becoming an overnight success. I mean, that doesn't exist, right? No. It takes patience, it takes consistency, and it takes belief. So the three of those together. Give it some time to let these things, these manifestations come full circle in your life and you'll experience benefits you didn't even know possible. Danielle, you blew my mind. I was hoping this would happen and you absolutely did. Um, I'm glad. I can't, I can't wait to dive into this a little bit more in the Facebook group and understand even deeper levels, maybe even go back through some of the stuff I've learned because this has totally opened my eyes and I've become more aware to the law of attraction. So thank you. Thank you for being on today. Um, can't wait to see what the law of attraction does for both of us moving forward. You're so welcome, Brian. And thank you so much for having me on here. It's an honor and I'm so grateful to be able to speak to your tribe. Wow. Great job getting through that. I know the material is dense. The law of attraction is so fascinating. And as you probably could tell, I'm just starting to get the hang of it. The great part is if you live the right way and do the right things for the right reasons with self-belief, you will benefit from the magic that is the law of attraction unknowingly. If you liked this concept, there is so much more to tap into and Danielle is pioneering that message. Definitely join her Facebook group called Mindset Society or visit her website www.yourmindsetmentor.com. Thanks for spending the time with us today. I'll see you tomorrow on Self-Improvement Daily.